0: You're listening to Rotten Gems.
1: The show where three dudes talk about movies we love. That critics maybe thought had some unfinished business. That can only be taken care of by not existing at all.
0: Let's get spooky. If you're still listening... Whether it's on purpose or like you're not too good with morning, so you invented a machine to help you get up and at them. And this machine does all sorts of things like brush your teeth, comb your hair, shave your face, and put on a random podcast. And well, that's where you are now. Well, we thank you. And who exactly is we? Let me introduce you once again to my Rotten Gems co hosts.
1: I'm Keenan. And I'm Marcus.
0: Sup, guys? I'm Brett. Give me four? That's right. Today we are doing a special Halloween episode where we're talking about Casper starring Bill Pullman and Christina Ricci. For those of you at home, if you haven't seen this movie and you want to keep listening to us, just know, once again, you will be spoiled. Uh, this is a movie that came out in 1995, though. So um, if you needed one, here's a spoiler warning for a 25 year old movie. Uh, now, Keenan, Marcus. You guys have seen this movie, right?
2: Oh yeah. Uh, I love this movie. Like Hilary Duff is probably one of my top ten favorite <laughs> actresses. And seeing her in Casper B. Wendy blew me <laughs> away. I'm so glad we rewatched that movie.
0: Um Keenan, have some news for you, bud. ROG movie.
2: What? You guys watched the first one?
0: Yeah, the better one.
2: Ooh, uh, pause. The recording, uh, I gotta go watch the movie real quick, and then we can jump back into this, I guess.
0: All right, we'll be back in a minute, guys. And we're back. <laughs> so, Kenan, how was that for you?
2: <laughs> wow. Wow. That's wow. How did it compare? I, I I can't even put this in another, like, the same category as Casper v. Wendy. Uh <laughs> Uh, blew it out of the
0: water. Oh, absolutely. Um, so if you're not like Heenan and you didn't just watch Casper, uh, you probably need a little uh, recap on Casper. Um, so here is a little synopsis we found from Flixer. It says, Casper, voiced by Malachi Pearson, is a young, uh, is a kind young ghost who peacefully haunts a mansion in Maine. When specialist James Harvey... Bill Pullman arrives to communicate with Casper and his fellow spirits, he brings along his teenage daughter Kat, Christina Ricci. Casper quickly falls in love with Kat, but their budding relationship is complicated not only by his transparent state, but also by his troublemaking apparition uncles and their mischievous antics. So I feel like this, this synopsis is great, but it leaves out the villain of the movie. Like surely uncles were great, but they were not the villain of the movie.
1: You're talking about the teacher <laughs> <laughs> The teacher is pretty suspect.
0: The, <laughs> the teacher. Uh what's her what was the girl's name? Anna that, was uh, Oh the gotcha. Amber. Yeah. Um, I'm talking about uh Kerrigan Crittenden, which is the interesting name for a villain. I've only ever known of one other Crittenden and that was Spencer from <laughs> Har- Harmon Quest. Uh Yeah, as soon as they said Crittenden, I was like, hey, I know that name. Uh, But let's talk about the ghosts in the room here. And let's get on the scoring of Casper. Now, Casper scored a 51% on Rotten Tomatoes with a 49% audience score and a 6.1 out of 10 on IMDb. Now that's six point one smellograms, six point one flesh flood alerts, or six point one pieces of cake, pieces of crumb cake out of ten. Um, kind of odd to me that critics actually beat the audience score in this one. It's kind of interesting.
1: Yeah, I I noticed that too. I think that's. I mean, I don't know for sure because (laughs) I don't pay that much attention to it. But I'm pretty sure that's one of the first ones that we've done so far where that's the case
0: now I, I don't know about you guys but i absolutely love this movie and even on the rewatch i expected to not like it as much and it's still way up there for for me so then to see that it was rated so poorly it just baffles me entirely i don't know what what are you guys thinking uh initial ratings versus rating now
2: yeah i i this is actually something i, I brought up with marcus outside of the chat talking about how whoa. I, I was whoa, nervous whoa,
0: whoa. You guys talk outside of this chat?
2: Uh, uh, no, we don't. Of course, no. we don't. Whoa! Be cool, Keenan. Argus, he knows too much.
0: We'll be right back after we uh, settle a domestic dispute, guys.
2: And we're, we're back. back what we you got our stand. Is oh, we're back. We had to take care of Brett. So we'd like to introduce you to our new host. <laughs>
0: Still Brett, but with less memory. What's up, guys? How's it going? (laughs) But anyway, uh, what you guys were discussing.
2: Uh, So, yeah, this was something like I was nervous going into because I I do remember loving this, but I felt like this was going to be a movie that I loved because I watched it as a kid and thought that it was going to lose a lot watching it as an adult. But I enjoyed it thoroughly this time around, too. Um,
1: I think I'm going to be a little bit of a man out on here because uh i mean i loved it as a kid watching it i mean there's a lot of funny jokes that i still still made me laugh you know the the three ghosts still made me laugh some of the things they say uh but some of it kind of lost my interest i don't know if it was also because i was watching it <laughs> when i was pretty tired <laughs> but uh i i probably lean closer to the 50% just because it really, you know, sometimes I maybe be in the mood for it and then half the time I probably wouldn't be in the mood to watch it again.
0: So Marcus is the culprit here. Okay, I see.
1: Hey, I gave it a 50%, not a 49. You can't blame me on that audience score.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So Keenan, I know you said you still liked it, but what would you rate it now?
2: It's definitely not high as a rating I'd probably keep it in I, honestly low 60s um uh, maybe 63
0: so um I mentioned it before on uh, an earlier episode we did when i when I was a kid I owned like just a handful of movies um and I like last time I was like yeah I owned like three movies and they were all Aladdin now that's true I did own all three Aladdin movies but I had a few more in my collection one of them was this movie one was like uh, I think The Emperor's New Groove was one, and one was A Knight's Tale starring Heath Ledger, which for some reason I've watched like over a hundred times.
2: Oh, with good reason. That's why it is going to be featured here as well in the future.
0: Oh, I I sure hope so. Um, (laughs) But I absolutely love this movie as a kid, Um, like 10 out of 10 for me. Watching it now, obviously, you know, I'm an adult and things that resonated with me very well as a kid don't stick up there. But I still, again, think this is very good. I wouldn't put it lower than a 7 out of 10 for me. For reasons that we'll get into here. But again, if you're listening, tell us what you rated this movie.
2: Uh, Before we jump into the movie, I feel like we really need to talk about something so we can see where all of us are landing on this discussion. And it might be something where we actually end the podcast here and never talk to each other again. I'm ready for it. <laughs> do you guys
1: believe in ghosts?
0: Ooh, going right into this. Huh?
1: Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you guys answer this first.
0: <laughs> um, I'm going to say that I do not believe in ghosts. But I'm not someone who's like ghosts don't exist. Blah blah blah. I just don't believe in them. All it would literally take is for me to see one thing that I can't have a possible explanation for, and I'm on the other team. So I guess you could say I'm agnostic to ghosts. I don't think they exist, but I could be proven wrong.
1: Um, I don't believe in ghosts, but oh, God. I'll, <laughs> I'll say that like if I watch some kind of like scary movie about ghosts, you best believe I'm going to be freaked out that there's a ghost in my room <laughs> when I'm trying to sleep in the middle of the night.
0: It's always right after you watch a ghost movie that every time you hear a sound, you're like, oh, it's a ghost.
1: Oh, you know what? That actually leads to a pretty funny thing that happened when uh, me and my wife were watching this movie last night. We were watching the movie and we have a light in the hallway that we leave on for the, for the kids when they're sleeping. And uh, right before the movie ended, that light bulb just started like flickering and then clicked, and then turned off. <laughs> There's your proof. It was creepy.
0: Seems like undeniable proof to me.
2: All right, so we are all on the same team. Uh, I definitely don't believe in ghosts, so <laughs> we can continue podcasting together.
0: That's fair. Now, now, if you're listening and you do believe in ghosts, we're not saying that you're, you're wrong by any means. Um, chime off. Tell us about a ghost encounter you experienced. Because, you know, it's going to take something like that for us to believe. Convert us. All right, guys. So jumping into Casper, I did find some uh, interesting statistics, facts, things I wanted to bring up here. Um, Did you know that Casper was actually the first feature film to have a fully computer-generated visual effects character in a leading role? It's also Universal Pictures' first live-action-slash-animated hybrid movie. Um, so 1995 is when that was. So I don't know about you guys, but I was the ripe old age of three right then and there. Six. Let me guess. You guys <laughs> saw this in diapers together.
1: Uh, I, I was not in a diaper at six years old.
0: Okay. Likely story. <laughs> wow. wow. Damn.
1: Uh, a little bit of a humble brag right there, but <laughs> I knew how to use the toilet at six years old.
0: Wow. Marcus casually mentions that he's better than all of us.
1: I'll get it one day,
2: but I mean, it's hard.
0: You just never know. Like, what if you have to go in the middle of the night? How am I going to know that I need to go unless I'm wearing my nighttime diaper?
1: Marcus, answer the question. It wasn't
0: rhetorical, Marcus.
1: (laughs) Uh, When you know, you know, man.
0: When you know, you know. Um, What's also interesting is so Dr. James Harvey, main character played by Bill Pullman. uh, There was a time where it may not have been Bill Pullman. Actually, several people uh, were offered the role but declined. The list includes John Ritter, Tom Hanks, Jim Carrey, and Tim Allen. The name that shocked me the most was Jim Carrey. And not because like wow Jim Carrey's a huge star, but my thought was Jim Carrey passed on this?
2: <laughs> he passed on a movie?
0: <laughs> yeah. Especially one of the nineties? What was going on? He must have had something else like cooking up there.
2: Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't go for John Travolta. That's that's definitely <laughs> who I would have cast in the role. Yeah, that's yeah. always Keenan's go to guy.
0: Or Joseph Gordon Levitt or someone, you know.
2: Too young.
1: He, Too would've, young, been, yeah. he would've been he would have been the love interest for uh <laughs> Christina Ricci.
0: He could have played Casper.
1: One person I'm surprised they didn't or didn't try to get was Ben Stein. Instead they just had Ben Stein play Ben Stein.
0: <laughs> yeah, literally himself.
1: <laughs> In every movie. <laughs> Can you
2: explain Ben Stein to me? Like I looked at his IMDb and I cannot figure out what he's done to get this level of notoriety. Except for the Clear Eyes
1: commercial.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, whatever he's done, you bet he's had clear eyes while doing it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I completely forgot about this. It's all uh, is Bueller, man. Yeah, but it was like 10 seconds. <laughs> Bueller.
0: <laughs> yeah, why is it that we remember the Clear Eyes commercial more than any other role he's ever done?
1: The, the show I remember was uh, the Win Benstein's Money that Comedy Central show, I think uh, Jimmy Kimmel was the host. Yep.
0: You just made that up.
1: <laughs> this is 100% real. Didn't they have to like
2: go head-to-head with him at the end to win?
1: Yeah, yeah, they did. It was like, uh, like the quickest to answer like 10 questions or something like that. They both get the same 10 questions. It was a pretty legit show.
0: Except for the fact that if it's 10 questions, they could easily have given Ben Stein the 10 questions before the show.
1: They wouldn't
2: do that. He's already a genius as it is the a sultry voice. <laughs> but that yeah. just makes me wonder,
0: like, how people get into acting and what it takes to be an actor. Because he's considered an actor, right? But is what he's doing acting?
2: I mean, is what Ben Affleck does considered acting? Whoa, hey. <laughs>
1: hey. <laughs> ben Affleck was the bomb in Phantoms, you know?
0: I was gonna I was gonna punch you through this virtual call if you said Daredevil.
1: He was a legit Batman though, and I'll fight anybody who says otherwise.
0: I, I would say I will say that he was good in the town. I did enjoy him in the town. That was pretty good. And
2: welcome uh, to the Ben Affleck Podcast. <laughs> uh,
0: on top of the role for James Harvey, um, this movie actually did surprisingly have a lot of good cameos um throughout the whole thing. Um Seeing them now, like, as an adult and knowing who the actors are and whatnot, it kind of surprised me that they did have this many cameos, like, they had the money for it. But then again, like, remembering it was, like, Steven Spielberg produced, and it was a universal movie and whatnot, um, they all make sense. Obviously, you have the the Dan Aykroyd Ghostbusters cameo in the very beginning. That was was funny.
1: One thing I wanted to say about Dan Aykroyd was... uh, it's it's around Halloween season, and I've been listening to Halloween music with the kids, and uh, I was listening to a Ghostbusters song, and you know what? Dan Aykroyd shouldn't be afraid of no ghosts.
0: Is that a double negative?
1: <laughs> it absolutely is. <laughs> and as I was <laughs> <laughs> thinking about it, it's like, does that mean he's afraid of all ghosts?
0: I ain't afraid of no ghosts. I think
1: you should be afraid of ghosts, because...
2: I mean, I know they say it through the movie that ghosts can't hurt you various times, but ghosts can clearly hurt you. Casper yeah. legit almost murders cat in the movie.
0: Also, I like yeah, I like how Doctor Harvey's like ghosts can't hurt you, and then proceeds to sword fight with three of them <laughs> as if like one of those couldn't accidentally puncture him.
1: And we'll, yeah, we'll get to it to the end, but I mean, what Kerrigan? true she like rose that dude dibs
0: also the pastor um yeah. i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure his wound was fatal
2: that is a bold way to start a kid's movie turning a he- man's head around 180 degrees and murder yeah
0: <laughs> now i remembered that scene before we went into it but and i didn't think at the time like i didn't remember it being scary you know what i mean like now like remembering wow if they turned someone's head around like he has to be dead right but they purely played it off in a comedic fashion. But and then like I like how they did that and then like 2 minutes later like yeah ghosts can't hurt you. I'm like were you there in the last scene bro?
1: That looked painful. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the ghosts didn't physically touch them. We we they
0: can assume like... he, we can assume he died, right? <laughs> He, they were, he just got so spooked,
1: he, he turned around too fast. <laughs> they were, like, flying in a circle around him. He, he got confused, and he just followed him with his eyes. And what
2: will happen is if he jumps up for three seconds, his body will actually spin
1: back into place.
0: Uh. <laughs> Very cartoon like, yeah, t- absolutely. You know, that kind of makes That could make sense.
1: But yeah, I, uh, for some of the notes that I took down when i watching this movie, I was—that <laughs> was one of them. I wrote, "How is that dude alive?" <laughs> <laughs> he had to stay is- alive so he could record his voice
2: lines for Atlantis, the Lost City. <laughs> yeah, that oh, was another
1: thing. I, yeah. I, when rewatching it. And you see that guy and he he delivers his lines and they obviously stick out and you're thinking, okay, that guy's probably what famous at the time? I looked up his IMDB, really wasn't in much besides Atlantis.
0: Well, he's a Saturday Night Live guy at the time.
1: That yeah, that was
2: his character from Saturday Night, yeah. Night Live. Oh okay. I didn't
0: didn't watch it then Or watch it now Um,
2: I watched it today Just to see what it
0: was (laughs) So I guess technically He would have been a good cameo too Because he was really on it for that one scene Uh, This was also I don't know if you guys knew this uh, Brad, is it Silberling? Brad Silberling directed this Does that name sound familiar to you guys?
2: Oh, so familiar One of the greatest directors Of the greatest movie of our lifetime
0: <laughs> which, is, which is what?
2: <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if anybody listening's heard of it, but a little movie called Land of the Lost.
0: Oh, if only someone would talk about that movie in a positive fashion.
1: <laughs> what they want to say about Land of the Lost is a pretty underrated movie.
0: Uh, check out episode four of Rotten Gems. You won't be disappointed, or you will. There's <laughs> a good chance you will. <laughs> only one way to find out. <laughs> Uh yeah, lots of, lots of lots of good cameos in the movie. Um, it, it was kind of delightful to see as an adult, like because obviously I watched this as a child and all of those names and faces went over my head. Did you guys watch anything in this movie that surprised you today?
1: Um, I don't know. What do you mean by that?
0: Like, I like watching movies that I watched as a kid and and seeing some of the adult jokes that went over my head where I just didn't pick up on it. And I did did catch a few in this, um, but mostly the thing that surprised me was like, oh, really? Wow, Mel Gibson and Clint Eastwood had a cameo? That's not something I would have paid attention to when I was a kid.
1: You know what did surprise me um, (laughs) as an adult is – so the whole scene – I know I'm kind of skipping ahead here, but the whole scene when she goes to school for the first time, (laughs) and they're like talking about this Halloween party, which uh, seems like it's only for the class. (laughs) Right. I have so (laughs) many questions about that party. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) So the popular girl was going to have it at her house. And then when Kat tells him where she lives, the kid was like, check this. (laughs) And then just volunteers Cat's house to be the location of the party. And then be on furious. top of that, not only does he volunteer it, the teacher is like completely okay with it. He's just like, okay, let's take a vote.
2: I was pushing onto that too. Like that teacher was a little suspect to me. Like they were making jokes at Cat's expense. And if you look in the background of the teacher when they text he he's still laughing at the jokes. Control your class, man.
0: He like today's standard, that teacher like making fun of and laughing at a student, like can you imagine like what that what that would look like today? You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> You're fired. Hands down. Yeah. And he does it again at the end of the movie when uh when Amber and the boy Vic. Yeah, Vic the Dick. They <laughs> when they are pretending to be whatever they're pretending to be, a mummy, I guess. I don't know. And they get chased away by the ghosts, and they fall. And Amber most likely has a concussion. <laughs> He's just like clapping.
0: But also, can we talk about that? Like, so so that was their big plan, right? So. Everyone gets invited through the front door, but they're like, no, we're going to go through a window and we have this big plan. What is it? Like, I, I, I was trying to figure out what their plan was and it was to scare everybody, right? And their way to do that was for her to sit on Vic's shoulders?
2: At a Halloween party where you would expect to be scared.
0: <laughs> ah, she's, she's five feet taller than she was before. What happened? I'm terrified. Like, that was the big plan? I, I, I don't know. I failed to see the payoff in that.
2: And they plan it. Like, what was the point of her having him go ask her out? Yeah, yeah I was wondering that too. That didn't really pay off, right? There was <laughs> no point to that. That was just, like, salt in the wound on top of everything that they were trying.
0: Like, just to make her happy for it or to look forward to it or to be able to, to make sure that she's present at a party at her own house. <laughs> I literally have no idea.
1: <laughs> but, uh, real quick, though, Brett. The reason you don't realize that, you know, being taller is scary is because you are tall. Yeah, you live above above the rest of us. (laughs) You live above the the constantly scared zone.
0: Listen, I look down at everyone. (laughs) We are. Don't
1: yell at us, man. It's cool.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I look down at everyone and I say, man, this is what the other half lives like. It's not so scary, man. I'm just saying. Come on up to my level sometime. You'll enjoy it. The weather's nice up here.
2: Grass is always lemons on the other side, right? Maybe. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't think that's a saying, but sure, we'll go with it.
1: Sure, it is. (laughs) It is when you're under five foot ten. (laughs) Um,
0: So one thing too is funny because you mentioned how mean the teacher was to Cat, but I also wanted to point out like how mean the news was to Cat like earlier in the movie. I don't know if you guys caught that too, but um, when when like. Dr. Harvey is first introduced to the the viewer by way of the news story, like it, it's doing coverage on uh, Dr. Harvey and how he's a, a therapist for the dead and communicates with ghosts and whatnot. The news is like talking about uh, how he's like a ghost therapist and he speaks to the dead or the living impaired. And when they when they talk about cat, they're <laughs> like, Dr. Harvey travels the country with his loner daughter cat. And I'm like, Jesus, like she's a child. I got that too. I was just like,
2: what the fuck? This is really shady reporting. You guys yeah. are
0: digging. She's such a loner. Make fun of this twelve year old girl.
1: <laughs> well, like, I didn't write that he was mean. I I I guess I didn't catch that part, but I was but I was wondering like, why is this <laughs> adult man following some junior high school girl? While she's at school, yeah, outside the gate. Nowadays, like it's you put on a list. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but also, like, isn't it? Uh, I correct me. I don't know if I'm right, but isn't it illegal to just try to interview a minor without a parent's consent or something? probably i don't know a lot of this was in 1995 and we had different laws and less bad people then or less policed people i don't know you decide (laughs) there are
2: no laws in 95 that's the
0: wild west but also um one thing i thought was funny because you know he does that story and that's how you know so casper sees this story and is like oh i know let's get kerrigan to invite them here so he flies across the state? I don't know, which is interesting because the ghost laws in this movie are, are very lax. Uh, my understanding of ghosts is they can't leave the property or whatever they're possessing, but it seems like that doesn't apply to these ghosts. <laughs> uh, they can go wherever they want. Yeah, basically. There but anyway, he he travels to Kerrigan's hotel room, which he knows where it is somehow, and he possesses her TV and starts rolling it around so she can see the news report. And the very last thing on the news report gets her attention and he's like, Dr. Harvey is currently staying in Santa Fe, and she's like, "Ah, yes, get me Santa Fe, like get the city on the line." (laughs) You know, crack this
2: man down.
0: (laughs) You know, let me speak to the city. Trying to find this one person. I don't know. I just I thought that was hilarious.
1: Yeah, I noticed the same thing. I was like, first of all, why, why did hard copy include that Santa Fe thing? I, I like that, yeah. in reality does it matter where he is at the moment
0: like they could have just listed his number or something or like <laughs> contact him here or, or something I, I mean it's 95 so they couldn't have posted like a website or something I think but a phone number I don't know something I just thought that whole thing was, was interesting and funny
2: I mean what bugged me was it just brought up so many questions about his profession how much does a ghost therapist make and is he a scam artist? I started Absolutely. thinking about this because they do this entire news article on him. But the first time he sees Casper, he freaks out. <laughs> fuck out. Right? You think Why that somebody? You,
0: you think that somebody that does this for a living would be like, "Ah, oh, yeah, a ghost, okay."
2: A ghost? Yes, I've done this yes. hundreds of times before. that's my job.
0: <laughs> Could you imagine if, like, like you work at Subway or something, right? You like, you 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 wake up early, you go in, you like. Unlock the door. You go in. You set up. You you prep all your lunch meats, and the customer walks in the door, and you're like, ah!
1: <laughs> <laughs> "What would it do it be you more... want? Sandwiches?" <laughs> yeah, would it would be more uh, like if he was actually scared of the sandwich itself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and then doesn't he pass out when he sees the the uncles?
2: Does I don't he, know. I, I
0: he sees Casper and freaks out, and then he sees the three uncles that they, they actually like try to scare him, and then he just straight up passes out, and then then that's when he wakes up and has a sword fight with with them.
1: One ghost I can handle. Four? I don't think so, you're, you're,
0: guys. You're pushing it, buddy.
1: Especially the uncles. They were kind of dicks. All right.
0: <laughs> they were dicks, but also I. I think they were hilarious. Like some some of the dialogue between them was just so great.
1: Oh, and that goes back to one of the things about being surprised because uh or like noticing as as an adult, uh like one of their jokes I remember I pointed out when they're sucked into the vacuum, I think it's stretched that so it says like, Who's got the pointy head? And the fat was like, That's not my head. <laughs> it was like uh that's a... A joke about a penis. <laughs> this is still <laughs> rated PG.
0: <laughs> and uh, this sucks. That was that was pretty good. <laughs> uh, speaking of like like th- that too, because another thing that kind of went over my head as a kid, like I, it's not that I didn't didn't get the joke, I just didn't understand what was happening. But when uh, they're in the kitchen and and uh, Dr. Harvey says to Kat, he's like, "Hey, I think it's time we had a little talk." She's like, "Dad, I think you're a little late for that." And he goes, "How late?" And she goes, oh, no, not that late. Like, I had no idea what they were talking about as a kid. And I'm like, oh, virginity jokes, okay.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got
0: it. (laughs) Uh, But that scene also stood out to me because I remember as a kid, you know, Casper making breakfast. And um, that was, like, when I was a kid, my favorite breakfast was pancakes. And I specifically remember that Casper had made Harvey, uh, Dr. Harvey and Kat, the, like the, the short stacks or tall stack, whatever you call them. I don't know. All the pancakes and whatnot. And I just, I loved that scene, but I'm watching it now. I just watch that scene with questions, right? So this house, uh, nobody lived here. It was condemned, right? Uh, it was more of like a, like a, da- I, I think I know where you're going to go with yeah, this. <laughs> it was a dare, right? So the very opening scene of the movie is these two kids like going to dare each other, like take a picture or something in it. So they get there um, after failed uh, exorcism attempts, demolishing attempts, whatever. They get there, they unpack, they pass out, they fight ghosts, and then they somehow go to sleep in the night. But then they wake up. They go to the kitchen and Casper makes cat breakfast. And while he's making her breakfast, I can't help but notice that there are a shit ton of eggs there (laughs) that he can just have at his disposal and orange juice. My question is how old is this shit? Because like no one has been here, right? So do they have these eggs just sitting there for how long does Casper go to the store? I have a lot of questions.
1: Maybe they got them delivered.
0: Delivered from where and why?
1: <laughs> 95 DoorDash. <laughs> oh, but uh, that that does lead me to uh, one thing I want to talk about. When he's making that breakfast, it actually looked pretty good. But uh, the one thing that looked really good was the CGI donuts. Man, I could have CGI donuts <laughs> any day. No, 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 no. Donuts for breakfast? Uh, what's what's the problem here? Donuts are for
2: dessert. Why would you eat donuts for breakfast? That is a sugary treat. <laughs> this is this is outrageous. Hit, hit record.
0: Don't you put powdered sugar on your French toast?
2: Oh boy! Hit record. We're gonna fight again. This is the <laughs> third time we're gonna fight tonight.
1: <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> We had to uh, we had to make up over a nice <laughs> breakfast, dessert, donut together. We comboed it. We're all good now.
0: Can we compromise <laughs> and say we eat it at noon, or is that is that too much? <laughs> we well, can record
1: again. <laughs> <laughs> we, we have to we have to go somewhere right in the middle. So what, like three o'clock?
0: So if you if you wake up at noon, <laughs> you have a donut at three o'clock. <laughs> I don't know. We'll, we'll pawn to this. <laughs> we'll,
1: we'll figure this out.
2: Did, did it bug you at all that I know Casper is a ghost, but he manhandled all that food. He put orange <laughs> juice through his hands. I don't know if I could do it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, every single bit of that orange juice was touched by Casper's ectoplasm <laughs> or whatever that Ugh. is.
0: <laughs> I don't know why, but that word just grosses me out. <laughs>
2: South Park, we have to get our reference in. Oh,
1: yeah. Nice. It's it's ectoplasm. Yeah. There was a ghost. One thing, though, uh, I, I wanted to get back to, because I want to make sure we don't uh, skip over. Uh, when you were talking about how Casper somehow traveled through the telephone wire and stuff, and you were asking, like, there are no laws for these ghosts? That was one of the things I wrote down, too. I was like, there's no rule set on anything that these ghosts do. Sometimes they can touch. Sometimes they can't. Sometimes they can hold things. Sometimes they can't. And it, it's, it's, it's very confusing.
0: Yeah. Uh, one thing I wrote down too, cause remember when, uh, Casper is asking Kat, she's like, he's like, what does Vic have that I don't have? She's like, I don't know, a pulse. And I was like, Oh, burn. And then, uh, <laughs> After all that she's like, "I don't know, what about a reflection?" And then Casper looks in the mirror and he doesn't have a reflection. But then at the end when Amber and Vic are in the room getting ready to, I don't know, be on stilts or some <laughs> shit, they're scared by looking in the mirror and seeing the three uncles ghosts. So do ghosts or do they not have a reflection? That is unclear.
2: I put it to the kind of like the Superman theory, like how does Superman fly faster? He just puts a little more like <clears throat> into it. And I think that's what it is for ghosts. They just have to put a little bit more effort in and they can do these things.
0: So do you think Casper's not a fully developed ghost then?
2: I guess not, but like it's pretty unclear like how old he is, and do you develop as a ghost? Because I assume he's been a ghost for about a hundred years.
0: Yeah. So and he's still twelve. So based on the newspaper articles and stuff that we see of Casper's dad and family, Casper was in the 19th century. So he's he's well over 100 years old. So I don't know if it has anything to do with the... Again, there's no rules for this, and it kind of stresses <laughs> me out. Because like everything I've seen with ghosts, it's like, ah, yes, ghosts can and can't do this. And they're like, yeah, we'll just see what happens. They can't hurt you, but also they can.
2: Well, you're forgetting the number one rule about Ghost Club. You don't talk <laughs> about Ghost Club.
0: I, I guess not.
1: <laughs> and were the... Uh... Were the uncles his real uncles? I mean, they had those beds in the house. Well, with that, is Kerrigan, is
2: like, he related to the related? bad guy in this who owns the house
1: now? It's a lot of unfinished
0: questions. Unfinished business. Shit, guys, if we die, we're going to be ghosts because of this episode.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll
2: break into all the vaults. Playing <laughs> <laughs> mean, the baseballs
1: or whatever they were
0: speaking of Keenan, quite possibly the biggest plot hole in the movie. Um, so, so they go to this Lazarus Pit th- type thing, right? Where Casper is detailing the Lazarus Pit to Kat saying like, oh yeah, my dad invented this to bring me back to life. Now right before that, you see the newspaper clippings talking about Casper's dad and how when Casper died, his dad invented this machine to bring him back to life. But then was shortly thereafter like considered yeah considered criminally insane so my question is like he says like hey i I made this this thing it works and they're like nah you're insane wouldn't you be like yeah test it really quick because it seemed to work right so well
1: i mean you got to remember that the time that he was in they probably just we're like, what is this witchcraft?
0: Probably burn him at the stake. That does that open a plot hole, right? So so, so Casper is detailing this to Cat. And he's like, yeah, my dad invented this machine to bring me back to life. And then Kerrigan and Deb's like, yeah, good enough for me. Let me murder you really quick. So that way you can become a ghost and go in the safe. And, you know, not look for the combination or a key. I,
1: so far... I don't really, I don't really agree with the plot hole here because I, th- I think that actually works out pretty well.
0: I, I guess it's less of a plot hole and and more just stupid logic. Why, why does dying, becoming a ghost, going in a safe, and then rezzing yourself sound like a better plan than finding the combination to a safe?
2: I think the bigger plot hole is why is Casper still dead? It worked. Yeah, that's true. Proven,
0: proven that uh, worked. Yeah. I mean I guess I guess the only argument to that is that he did not have his memory up until right before then.
1: Well, but at the time he was there. So like yeah, he forgot, but he was he was at the house the whole time his father was making it. That's why he knew about it in the first place. So you would think he would have communicated to his father. And if
2: his father died, doesn't that kind of wrap up his unfinished business? His dad's not lonely anymore. He's dead.
0: So the, the only way this makes sense to me is Casper's dad made this machine to res him, right? He called up his friends and he's like, yo, I just made this, this machine to resurrect my son. And they're like, yeah, dude, I'll be there. Instead, his friend hangs up and he's like, yeah, this guy's insane. Uh, please go arrest him. And just before he's about to resurrect his son, they come and arrest him. And take him away, but Casper has already lost his memory, and his uncles are just being themselves, and everything's happened.
2: Yeah, but how are they going to find that lab? They have to go through that super sick roller
1: coaster of death. <laughs> yeah, with that hidden wall, that's that's true too. And then, uh, but I, I Keenan brought up a good point. It's like with the unfinished business stuff, because. If his dad's dead, yeah, Casper's unfinished business is probably done. But does the dad have unfinished business? Why isn't he a ghost? Whoa. You would think his unfinished business would be bringing Casper back to life.
0: Wow. I didn't even about that. Layers in this movie, man. Right. <laughs> so many layers. So – so, again, like talking about how this movie, like, quickly pivoted, right? So you see this fun little kid movie, right? And then we learn about this Lazarus pit, and then instantly... <laughs>
1: Whoa, hey, the Lazarus pit, that's Batman. This is the, the Lazarus.
0: The Lazarus machine. But then instantly, I'm going to say two to three people die. So we we learn about this pit, right? Or sorry, not pit, machine. <laughs> and then just people start dying left and right. So Kerrigan, you know, slips and, and, and flies out a window for, yeah, for forty five seconds. Yeah. And then dies, falls off the cliff, and then is instantly a ghost. One, if ghosts exist, is it that soon? I don't I don't know. Um Yes. Then, then Cat's dad. There,
1: there's the answer.
0: Oh, all right. Well, you figured it out. Then Cat's dad dies because he falls down a pit, and then I'm going to assume, just based on Dibs's exit, literally, that he's dead. Right? We have to assume that.
1: <laughs> if he's not dead, he's very. He's probably living a very uncomfortable life. Yeah,
0: he's he's not using all four limbs. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, that was a question that I had too. I, I like why do some people turn in the ghost like instantly
0: again no rules and I hate it
1: <laughs> oh,
2: what bugs me is like uh, Bill Pullman's character dies is his body still in the trench because he gets resurrected <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about that yeah probably so there's two Bill
1: Pullman bodies out there now <laughs> there's, wow uh, that's
0: good that's a great point <laughs>
1: There's an investigation (laughs) on the body of, uh, what's his name, James Harvey. And uh, while James Harvey is alive and living, (laughs) just one day he's going to be walking down the street and the cops are going to be
2: like, whoa, you're supposed to be
0: dead. What's going on? (laughs) Also, also, can we talk about that? So the ghosts have this bar that they like to hang out at, right? And they're not like being secretive about their being there, right? but there's also other patrons in the bar.
2: So like, oh, you.
0: yeah. So like, are these other people at the bar? Just like, yeah, those are the ghosts, you know, That have just ignore them. <laughs> they,
2: They're they, out here. They're ah. they don't, they don't know if they, they don't realize it, but if you die drunk, do you stay drunk forever? Cause that's what it seems like.
1: <laughs> yeah. Because James was, was, uh, pretty out there when he was a ghost and he doesn't act like that any
2: part through the movie, but when he dies, he's just like the silly, like Robin Williams type.
0: <laughs> I see why they wanted Robin Williams to play him, <laughs> but also how irresponsible was that danger? Open trench, literally right outside the door of the bar.
1: I wrote that too. I was like, what kind of bar has? <laughs> yeah. Just, a. Uh... A hole in front of it.
0: Like you open the door and it's right there. You have to try to not fall in that hole.
2: Maybe put up like a double barricade because one's obviously not doing it. Right, it's right
0: next to the pit. Right, they could be set for life. They wake up and then James Harvey is like, "Yeah, I died there. Can confirm. Let me sue the city now." Where, wherever they are, I don't. I don't. Again, we don't know how far away this is. It could be across the state. It could be in another state. We don't know because ghost rules aren't a thing.
2: Well, again, it's in uh, the 90s, so laws were
1: different. You can't sue anybody for dying. It's complicated.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a good point.
1: That lady that got burnt by McDonald's, that's when it changed.
0: <laughs> I mean, to be fair, in theory, her case sounds dumb. But if you read up on it, you actually start to side with her. Because like, the I'm... the coffee was way hotter than it should have been. Like, hey, man. Yeah. It's weird. I'm trying to
1: get a sponsorship by McDonald's. They cannot do that. McDonald's,
0: we're just kidding, bud. (laughs) (laughs) We love you, man. Spicy Nuggets, they're back. Or no, not back. Here for the first time. Backstreet's back, all right. Speaking of the Backstreet Boys, did you guys know that uh, the house that was used for Whipstaff Manor was also used to film scenes from the Backstreet Boys music video, Everybody, Backstreet's Back. Most notably (laughs) is the ballroom dance sequence from this music video. (laughs) Uh, We
2: we actually practiced this before we started recording. We're actually going to do our rendition of the song. Uh, So let's go ahead and hit it.
0: Everybody.
2: Oh, good good job, guys.
0: That's it. We did it.
2: Uh, I hope that recorded. I am
1: exhausted. Dance moves and everything worn out. (laughs)
0: Good thing good thing you guys can see us and confirm that we did that.
1: Another or going back to the surprising as a as an adult rewatching things you pick up. Um I as a parent, you realize how depressing this movie is when you think about this ghost who is twelve years old, obviously died as a twelve year old, and and the way he died, he just was sledding and he got sick because he was sledding in the snow for all day. And I was like, man, that is so sad. And he remembers it as a ghost. Remembers dying.
2: Yeah, why was she asking so many questions? I don't think that's something he wants to relive.
0: <laughs> so yeah. it's so depressing. Yeah, he just got done like Telling her about how he lost his memory. And then he's like, oh yeah, I remember how I died. Thanks a lot, you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to forget this. And live my life. Well, so to speak. I guess he wasn't really. Live his death. Wow. That was that was really deep. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm
1: not crying right now. You guys
0: are crying. I'm not crying. It's just raining on my face.
1: Uh, and then... Uh, so going back to the the three uncles kind of being jerks i i changed my mind at the end of the movie because they were involved with him actually seeing his wife again
0: yeah totally cuz she's like oh three ghosts uh
1: did did <laughs> kept their word right. or something like that
0: but also again what are the ghost rules cuz she was a, like a well she wasn't a ghost
1: she was right. an angel
0: yeah But just any average day ghosts like have the power to do that? Do you have to fill out a form or something? You
2: have to go through Angel School uh, to be promoted. Uh, It's uh, four months in the field uh, and uh, I think it's like six months in classes. It's really in-depth.
0: So so four months (laughs) in the field. So if I was an angel, per se, and I wanted to hang out in the field, would the outfield suffice?
2: Uh, Typically, (laughs) no. Unless you have Uh, God's gift to the earth uh, giving kind of a wish. (laughs) You know
0: who I'm talking about. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Nice. I (laughs) got you.
1: Gary Busey.
2: (laughs) 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 Okay. Uh, Couple last things that I, I noted on my watch through. So at the end, they're having their party, and Casper finally gets like his actual body so he can dance with Kat. And they dance, and they start floating in the room. And nobody freaks out during that. If I saw somebody <laughs> floating in the middle of the room dancing, I would freak out. <laughs> All the freakouts are held until he turns back into a ghost, and they're like, whoop, that's too far
0: well no what's even funnier is before he turned back into a because i i saw that too i was like oh wow they're floating yet no one's paying attention and then in the very next shot of them they're standing back on the ground and now everyone's looking at them like ah yes (laughs) it's so weird (laughs) it's so weird to see people dancing ah he happens to be a ghost good thing i was looking
1: (laughs) and and uh yeah, that reminds me of one, uh, another thing I wanted to say was about that party. Not only did they all invite themselves to that house, when they came to the party, when they came to the house, like, they all came at once, again, with that sus teacher <laughs> in the front row, uh, the, <laughs> there was, like, nothing ready for the party. And then later on, they come down and there's, like, lights, there's a DJ yeah. they're playing music, like, do they bring all of that stuff with them? She just had to provide the house.
0: So it's funny because, because <laughs> like you guys said earlier, during the classroom scene is when they decided that it's going to be there. And you're like, yeah. So when the, when the doorbell rings, it's just the class that shows up. But later, when it's so so it's it's interesting. They're in the Lazarus pit area, and then cat or cat jumps in the chair, and Casper pushes her back up the whole the maze like backwards. As soon as she gets to the top, the doorbell rings, and she goes and lets the the classmates in, right? And she's like, okay, make yourselves at home. I'll be right back. And then she goes literally right back down to the Lazarus Pit. I'm like, did you...
2: Where you were running from. Yeah. <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> like, why did you come back up unless you knew the doorbell was going to ring? But anyway, that wasn't the point of that. It was that the class was the ones who was at the door. Like everyone arrived at the same time. Which host a party? No one's going to arrive at the same time. Uh, <laughs> but then later on, when she does come back, there's a lot more people it's there. A
1: ton of people.
0: Which which infers that the school is there. But again, the whole decision of where to host this party was just made during this one class. <laughs> what kind of power does this teacher have? I don't trust him. He's he's. Probably the true villain of the movie, endangering the lives of these kids. <laughs> yeah, there's ghosts here. It's a this this is like an urban legend. People like don't come to this house. But yeah, let let's let a bunch of kids go here that are in middle school. Hell yeah.
1: And you know what? I literally just thought about this. The dude was dressed like the devil, wasn't he?
0: For his costume. Symbology, dude.
1: Maybe that maybe he was the devil.
0: In disguise. Brad Silberling, if you're listening, please shed some light. I know that you've been doing a lot since 1995, but if by some chance you have the answer to this, let us know.
1: I, I'm pretty sure he's listening.
0: He has to be, right? Like, what else could he be doing?
1: <laughs> Land of <the> Lost 2. <laughs> uh,
2: last thing before we move on, um, I have one of my kind of crazy theories that I feel like I come up with too often. Do you guys think that this is a prequel to Black Snake Moan? (laughs) I feel like if I went through this, (laughs) I would be on drugs like crazy.
0: (laughs) So fun fact, I've actually never seen that movie. But what's funny is um, we watched a movie growing up One of the trailers on the DVD was Black Snake Moan. And I just remember seeing Samuel Jackson, this crazy dude, and Christina Ricci. And that's what made me pay attention because I owned Casper. And I, again, watched whatever movie that was a million times. I can't remember what it was. But I've I've seen the trailer to Black Snake Moan probably more than anybody else has. Which is funny because I've never seen the movie.
2: Enough to fill the runtime of Black Snake Moan.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Did you guys see it? Uh, Like, he changed. I've never seen the
2: movie, but I do know the premise is that she's on drugs, and and Samuel Jackson's trying to like put her through like hardcore rehab.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Well, I think that brings up our next segment of the show. Here, we like to call uh, Bed, Wed Behead?" Question mark. So let's let's pick a person. Or and or a ghost actually from the movie. Let's put them against each other and see what we would decide. Who do you guys got?
1: Um all right. I will go with Stretch.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Okay, I see where you're going here.
2: <laughs> so I'm gonna go with Fatso.
0: Okay. I, I see the obvious choice here, and I'm going to take it. Um, I'm going to go with Dibs. You <laughs> bastard. <laughs> Give me a drink.
1: <laughs> All right. Uh, bed, Wed, and Beehead. Well, I I, I think I'm going to Wed Dibs. He seems like a loyal guy if you don't treat him like crap. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, he put up with so much <laughs> arrogance. <He>
1: like, <laughs> what was their relationship? Were they like
2: actually a couple? Like, I kn- I didn't understand
0: his relationship. Close personal friend. I, I felt like she, he was like her lawyer <laughs> or some shit. Because like mm-hmm. in the very beginning, she's like, "What did he leave me?" And she he's like, "What she meant to say was, it's so sad that he's le- he's gone." But what would help me process this better? Like, yeah, you know, that was my. I guess, assessment. I could be completely wrong. <laughs>
1: um, and so... And then who were the other ones? Stretch and Fatso, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> he is a ghost. If you're going to kill the ghost, and by that I mean get rid of him. So they cross over? I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I say Stretch. <laughs> and then I guess by elimination, you <laughs> bed Fatso, which... Not necessarily the. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, (laughs) what I was going for, but
0: (laughs) to be fair, Faso did look good in a dress,
1: (laughs) and he's got that
2: cushion for the push. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) I agree. I agree, hundred percent. All all the same reasons.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like it'd be hard to marry somebody without a pulse, but I could be wrong. I've never tried it.
2: (laughs) You could check out people on like TLC,
0: True Life, like I married my car or some shit.
2: I think that was the Man Show. That's the Man Show where they talk about marrying their car.
0: Isn't, <laughs> I isn't, mean, it, oh, no, that's I was, was going to say. Isn't that the one that Curtis Conner did a video on? Mancers. Where do Just you get do free your car? Where do you get free beer? The landfill.
2: <laughs> Please don't bring that show back.
0: <laughs> it was canceled for good reason uh all right yeah i completely agree we got him we got to marry dibs he's he's a stand-up guy and like you said like don't treat him badly um and he'll be there for you he seemed pretty loyal and kerrigan did treat him badly and he was there for a little bit he deserves better justice for hashtag justice for dibs guys
1: he's got that uh monty python humor he'll keep you laughing
0: yeah um so we are all in agreement here. It's the time we move on to our next segment here. We like to call six degrees of who? So I'm going to pull up e- a random celebrity list here and pull someone, um, whoever this computer algorithm decides in the meantime, does one of you want to pick someone from our movie where we will start?
2: I sure do, because I'm hoping this gets a, uh, impression from you, Brett. Okay. Um, uh, I want to start with Brad Garrett. Oh,
0: Okay, uh, you want a Brad Garrett impression? All right, here we go. Uh, no, no, no,
2: no. I want an impression of somebody he's acted with.
0: He's acted with? Uh-huh. Uh, let's see. He was on yeah, a I'm...
2: long-running show with this
0: person. <laughs> so I, I'm guessing you want me to do Everybody Loves Raven? <laughs> All right. All right, so my Ray Romano impression. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Deborah! <laughs> <laughs>
1: I have never heard your Ray Romano <laughs> impression. Pretty good.
0: <laughs> that was basically the show, right? <laughs> <laughs>
2: if I pull up the script, I think that's all you're gonna find. Like
0: that's that's eighty percent of the script. Everybody loves Raymond. All right, fine. We'll go. We'll go. Brad Garrett too. And our random celebrity list here says Brett, We're going Brad Garrett to Jessica Chastain. Jessica Chastain. Not just because Chastain.
1: <laughs> just because <laughs> Chastain.
0: Oh, okay. Gotcha. So, <laughs> who's going to start us here with Brad Garrett? Uh,
1: go Keenan. He's the one that chose. Uh, Let's go with uh, Brad Garrett to Ray Romano in
2: Everybody Loves Raymond.
0: Okay, before you do that, we've never crossed into TV before. Are we going to allow it? I'm uh, going to say Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so so let's let's i don't have a problem with let's it. let's establish a rule on that first because we already have the rule of one marvel movie right so so let's say if we're going to go into tv they have to be a main character on at least a season How, how's that sound agreed agreed all right brad garrett
2: like he's been in
1: mostly tv shows anyway
0: <laughs> true true all right brad garrett to ray romano is it? That, that's you marcus right
1: Okay. Uh, Ray Romano, uh, he was in that uh, Netflix movie The Irishman, Uh, and I can go with two major guys from that movie. Major guys? (laughs) Major guys. Uh, I'll go Joe Pesci.
0: Alright, so we got Joe Pesci. Obviously, there's a movie we have to go through with Joe Pesci. Um, It's going to be probably his best movie of all time, and that is Home Alone. 2, Boston New
2: York <laughs> great great great, great. <laughs> let's, I was into a dead end
0: um, and then let's let's get that to um, let's see I don't know I'm just gonna pick someone random from that movie someone completely random um let's go Macaulay Culkin.
1: no great call yeah I, I thought you were gonna be like really screw over... I, I know what <laughs> you thought no I paint. was going to do. Nope. <laughs> Alright. Well,
2: I mean, we're at Home Alone 2 with Macaulay Culkin. So I really think the only way we can go here is to go to uh, another great movie, Home Alone 1 great with movie. Macaulay Culkin Colton, <laughs> to uh,
1: Daniel Stern.
0: Great movie. All right,
1: Well, at least we went Daniel Stern. So I can kind of go out of this. Uh, and I'm going to go with the only other Daniel Stern movie I can think of right now, and that is City Slickers.
0: <laughs> See you later. With, uh... See you later, City Slicker. <laughs> uh,
1: exactly. Uh, Billy Crystal.
0: Okay, alright. William Crystal, gotcha. Well, I'm going to then go into the best Billy Crystal movie of all time, um, which is Monsters, Inc. With Steve steep B- Steve semi.
1: I totally thought you were you were gonna go with uh When Harry Met Sally.
0: I said the best Billy Crystal movie of all time.
1: <laughs> Have you seen When Harry Met Sally?
0: Have you seen Monsters Inc.? <laughs> can,
2: can you do your favorite impression of when Harry Met Sally, Marcus? <laughs> Whatever scene comes to mind. <laughs> uh no. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't want to do this one. Uh, God, you're really going to make me do this one. Uh, Steve Buscemi was in Hotel Transylvania with Adam Sandler.
0: Ooh, dude, and what? I, Hold, just keep
2: what? on. Move.
0: Whoa. Keep did pick <laughs> an Adam Sandler movie? Man, we really screwed you over then, didn't we? No. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: All right. We're two
0: steps. away. Well, I see. I see a way out of this, but I doubt
1: do you? Marcus does. I can't think of a movie that Jessica Chastain would have been in with. Like mutual actors. Um, I'm going to push us way off. And say he was in that murder mystery movie with Jennifer Aniston.
0: I mean, can you say the name in the movie?
1: Murder Mystery. No,
0: no, I get that it's a murder mystery movie, but can you say the name of it?
1: Murder Mystery.
0: Yeah, we, we've got past the genre, Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Jennifer Thanks. Aniston was in Murder Mystery with... Uh, I guess I'll have to go with...
1: You got to change the movie.
0: Oh, yeah, Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. Jennifer Aniston was in... Oh, Jennifer Aniston. There's so many ways I can go with this. Alright. I see a way out to Jessica Chastain, but let's see.
1: Nobody else does. <laughs> I'm trying
0: to get her to one person. And when you do, you'll 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 know. Let's see. So we've got... Is this
1: person was this person in SNL?
0: No, I'm I wasn't going that way. I was going through a movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> um Jennifer Aniston. Alright, well, okay. Okay, let's do this then. Jennifer Aniston was to Charlie Day in Horrible Bosses.
2: Jessica Chastain, what? Can we connect here? I want to end this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this, is, this is a, this is this a good happens,
2: one. This happens
1: every damn time.
0: Except for when Marcus sees a way out and doesn't take it.
1: Hey, I'm not the only one.
0: <laughs> Just the first one.
1: Okay. I think we can do this.
2: Charlie Day was in the Lego movie with Chris Pratt.
0: There we go. Uh, uh, no, no, hold on. <laughs> I know what you're trying to do, but you're wrong.
1: <laughs> are you are you trying to think this is a Jurassic Park? I
0: think he is, but he's wrong. Nope. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> they look very similar, so I would not have <laughs> faulted you on it. All right. Jessica Chastain, what she been in? They were in a movie together, were they?
2: Yes. Were they?
0: Chris <laughs> Pat, and Jessica Chastain. Am I forgetting? Wow.
2: Well, Do you want a hint? i right? give you an ending hint.
0: Well, g- <laughs> I, give us the give us the hint after. I I I I, th- I swore you're trying to go to Jurassic World with Bryce Dallas Howard because they always get.
1: Uh, I think I know. I I know a movie now.
0: Do it. Uh,
1: it. He was in uh, Zero Dark 30. Boom. Jessica.
0: Oh, okay.
1: That was 12.
0: 12. Okay. Not, not bad. bad. Not bad. Not bad, but not great. We can do better. Possibly worse. <laughs> definitely better. <laughs> definitely
1: worse. Definitely worse.
0: <laughs> All right, guys. And now it is time for, again, my favorite part of the show where we read our best bad reviews. Of the movie Casper what do you guys got
1: um okay I'll go first uh so I was having a hard time finding any like real uh, good bad reviews on this Uh, this review supposedly was in 2005 so 10 years after the movie maybe he was watching like a 10 year anniversary I don't know I'm sure the review was longer than this, but Rotten Tomatoes only shows you a line. Uh, And this guy, Scott Weinberg from eFilmCritic.com, wrote a hollow and garish echo of the sweet little ghost. And frankly, I feel like he was just trying to write something that sounded smart to put the movie down.
0: Wait, wait a minute. You mean to tell me that critics <laughs> try to upplay themselves by sounding smart?
2: You think that critics find it easier to bash something than to praise <laughs> it
1: and get noticed for it? No. I, I know, I know, this is out there, <laughs> it's, uh, a theory, but I think I might be onto something here.
0: All right, all right, all right. I see you, Marcus. I see you. What do you got, Ken?
2: So I have Rita Kemply from the Washington Post, or as the cool kids call it, the WAPO. Uh, <laughs> she says, as expected, it's featured features extra spectral effects, slew of celebrity guest shots, and splendidly decorated sets. For all of that, though, the film is duller than a dead man's eyes. Reading that, it sounds like she actually enjoyed it quite a bit. <laughs> I don't know how that got a rotten uh, rating, but it, like going through like ninety percent of that reading, it sounded like she was enjoying it. She's
0: she's <laughs> like, yeah, the movie was good, all right. And then it had these great these great guest stars and all these awesome special effects. But yeah, it sucked.
1: <laughs> Bold move. Bold it sucked. Move. Nine out of ten. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Alright, I've, uh, I've got one here from uh, Jonathan Rosenbaum of the Chicago Reader, or the Chiree, as the cool kids call it. I think, I don't know, I was never a cool kid, I can't confirm. Um, but Jonathan Rosenbaum says, It's not clear why Steven Spielberg's Amblin decided to make a live-action entertainment starring the least interesting and most saccharine of all of his 50s cartoon characters. Now, If you listen to our Land of the Lost episode, something I talked about in there. uh, Well, actually, let me back up. First of all, Jonathan, fuck you. Second of all, if you listen to our Land of the Lost episode, um, one thing I mentioned is that I feel like whenever you make a movie that is a remake of something, you're already playing with a deck that's not full. Because you're always going to get those people that compare it to the original, right? Like it wasn't as good as, not as this, cool, right? It's as, not
1: as cool as the Casper I remember. Yeah, it's
0: not as good as the Land of the Lost I remember. But it sounds like Jonathan Rosenbaum didn't even like the fifty the fifties cartoon character of Casper, so he's like, yeah, this sucks. But also, so did the fifties cartoon character. So it sounds like there's no way that Jonathan Rosenbaum would have liked this movie anyway. Unless so,
2: it's John John Travolta, so.
0: So, my challenge what? to you, the reader, or the listener, is to watch John Travolta movies. That's it. No, but, but to watch <laughs> movies that you would like to see without an opinion before you see them. Like, it's a remake. Sure, you may have loved it. Realize that you're not the demographic anymore. This is a kid's movie, all right? It was directed to three-year-old me. They made this with three-year-old me in mind. Not you, me. So... Keep that in mind. When you're trying to review a children's movie as your adult, you know, you 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 go spend your money, your adult money that you made at your adult job with your adult life to bash a kid's movie. What's wrong with you? I'm just sad. Get a
1: life, jerk.
0: <laughs> Get a life or die and be a ghost. You know what your unfinished business is? Be a better movie critic.
2: Do we know if this guy is still alive? <laughs> I,
0: I feel We might bad. be taking this yeah, too far I now. I feel bad, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jonathan. But really, stop going into movies with opinions about something that you have seen that's a remake, right? Like, enjoy a movie for what it is. And if you can't, don't see it. And if you want to see it, don't review it. The, the, the deck is stacked, and it's never fun for anybody. All right? But... With all that being said, guys, um, Casper, 1995, still a great movie. We think, at least. Um, Once again, it did score a 51% on Rotten Tomatoes, which somehow still, correct me if I'm wrong, measures up worse to Michael Bay's Transformers, which again is at 58%. You guys are slacking on the critic reviews. I give
2: up. I'm giving up on them. They can't do it. You guys can't do it.
0: We did what we we could. We we tried to pander to the audience.
2: Keenan's trying to egg them on right now. No, I'm not. Because I can't do it. I'll never do it.
0: (laughs) So if you're listening, go be a movie critic for no other reason than to review the movie Transformers. That would be our greatest goal in life is to see this movie dropped lower than a 58%. Please do that for us. We, we, we've, we've so far put several episodes, six, in fact, of this podcast with the ultimate goal in mind of not fame, not money, not notoriety, but lowering the rating of Michael Bay's Transformers.
1: And drugs. <laughs> but- <laughs> But those other three things would be pretty. Yeah, scary, those would be pretty. So right, yeah, yeah. I'm not,
2: <laughs> not against know. it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, um, I would. I did want to ask you a question before we go. Um, I wanted to 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 gauge your feelings really quick. I Wanted to ask you guys: Did you ever feel the way that Priscilla Cow felt? That you'd be that you'd feel like you're completely different. Almost everybody feels that way once in a while. But most of the time, I hope you can be glad to be yourself. That's really something to celebrate. Um, Join us next time when we follow up with our second out of two special Halloween episodes where we talk about Hocus Pocus? What? I know what you're thinking. That movie rated poorly with critics? It sure did.
2: It's like they don't know what they're talking about.
0: Yeah, you're not going to want to miss that one. Maybe finally you'll agree with us that critics suck. Uh, this will be the episode to do it on. Um, so we'll see you next time. But until then, what do we say, guys?
1: Rot the boat. Don't rock the boat, baby. Rot the boat. Rot the boat over. Rot the boat.
2: <laughs> you guys are wild. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Who are you going to call someone else?